and welcome to another episode of The Science Patrol. Join us as we discuss the adventures of A.G. Subarai's Warriors of Light and their unending fight against the forces of darkness and relentless monster armies. And now, the hosts of The Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Okay, good morning everybody, or whatever time of day you happen to be listening to this. This is The Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy, and with me as always, the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick. Hey everybody, how are you? So we're going to discuss two episodes today, episode six of the series, uh, which was the showdown, I believe. Yes, the showdown. And uh, the next one is the forest guardian. Yes. Uh, also, let's get to episode uh, episode, episode four, which that I you missed did last watch. week. Yes. It was good. Yeah. It was good. You I like the Tasmanian devil monster. That was... All face. All face. All face... And you could see it was, okay, that's the mask we're going to use. Yeah. And the CGI that they used for the tornado effect. Half bad, I didn't think. For the time. Yeah, wasn't bad. that's the thing. You know, you got to go off. At the time, in Australia, yeah. wasn't terrible. Yeah. Well, I gave it that. You know, yeah. It wasn't a terrible episode. How terrible were those two guys? You're like, I want to shoot something uh-huh. that moves. <laughs> they were bad. They, they were obviously very, very bad. Oh, my gosh. Bless and you. Somehow all. I can see... People living in certain areas of this country being exactly like that. Yeah, but that's okay. We're not going to discuss them. It's not important. Uh, we are going to go with uh, the uh, sixth episode of our show. Um, and this is where I told you, I warned you, it was a two-parter. Yes. This is the second half of the two-parter. Yep. And you get yep, to see yep, Jean super in goodness. her oxygen tank. Yep. Which, you don't see iron lungs that much anymore. They're not around that Well, long. the Iron Lung usually leaves the head out, but that's another story. But the thing is that she was in one of those Michael Jackson hyperbaric chambers. Yeah, yeah. And um, fully dressed in Yuma gear. That's my favorite. Like, don't put her in hospital scrubs. No, or, no, no, no. You're getting silly now. Like, don't undo the belt a little bit so she's just so she comfortable. Can and be, yeah, you know, yeah. comfortable and all that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's dry and clean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They she was, somehow cleaned the clothes off. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Just wet. Gotcha. She was previously wet and goopy, as seen in the last episode. And the, the thing that they put on her face, the makeup effect, whatever mm-hmm. it is, wasn't terrible. No, that's very old school Doctor Who, is they put something on it with a color that reacts to the chroma key. So oh, is that what it is? Yeah. So it'll be super so it bright? glowy and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done that a lot in old Doctor Who. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's what they were working with was was technology that they used previously on Tom Other Baker. <laughs> Tom Baker era 70s Doctor Who. Okay, so, so 20 years later, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're using the same they're exact mount. Like, hey, but it's bright then fix it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I apologize, Australia listeners, if there are any. And my accent is fairly terrible. Oh, that's why um, I don't even try mine. Would be that's worse. right. It's <laughs> so in the Australian outback, um, volcanic disturbances are discovered uh, that made flying very difficult for some reason. As Yuma tries to destroy the volcano, uh, Super Gudis was being created in the constantly changing chemical structure of the lava. Um, right, and, and this is where you're sitting there going, how exactly does the lava help the Gudis? Don't know. Don't care. Keep energy. Going. Okay. Energy. Fair We're enough. Go with that. I, I don't have the bell. I forgot it. That's all right. Um, <laughs> um, but I think what it is is, um, what, what I like uh, next is 
his general comes barging into Yuma headquarters. Oh yeah, and he thinks he's straight just... out of psychopathic. Screen. Oh, general school. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah absolutely, yeah. dude. The beard, the crazy eyes. Yes. And he wants to take over because now we have to fight the Gudas. Right. And Jack is sitting there going, nope, bad idea. You're only going to make it stronger. The more energy you give them, the stronger right. they get. Right. Okay. So he decides he's going to take over. It looks like Charlie has turned on the team. Uh, right, because he shows that he wants to help. Yeah. And then he takes a jet and shows... Yeah, I'm doing the stuff that Gudis wants me to do, or that uh, Yuma wants me to do. Yeah, I'm yeah. not really listening to you. Yeah, yeah, I made yeah. you think I was, didn't yeah. I? Uh, and the, yeah. the jets that they have. Which really made me like Charlie a lot more in this episode. Yes. Yeah. And that, I mean, again, my science went with the jets as they were turning. Yeah, they don't turn like that. Yeah, that doesn't do that. But they looked good. But they look good. They were good looking jets. <laughs> oh, God. Because um, when they, they were all on the ground and stuff, I was like, oh, those are fans. Those are good looking models. Hey, Owen. Owen. Downstairs, bud. Can you go downstairs and watch TV? Come on. Come on. We'll see you later. All right, buddy. Wait, it's back. <laughs> um, so the Australian Air Force is called out and it only speeds up the hatching product, uh, process. Right. And the mountain that they used to try to show the Gudas. That was an awful miniature. I'm well, sorry. It, it looked like small rocks when they were like showing the parts where it was breaking out. Yeah, yeah, it didn't it didn't it, look good at all. No. no, and I mean, I I try to give them credit where I can, and in the next episode, by God, I will. But this mountain, not good at all. Yeah, yeah. So the super good breaks out, and the super good is a pretty cool looking monster. Yes, except in one shot. There's well, one shot where the smoke has cleared completely. And they show you the full Gouda face. Not even the face, but it's the torso, and you can see that it's inflated. Yeah. That it's some it's like those inflatable T-Rex suits that yep. you see now. Yep. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And, and the puppet and our ultra don't really make contact. You can tell that split screen. No, they're fighting. They, it's a big, it's a dude in an inflatable suit. Didn't look that way. Yeah. They, whatever they did, they shot this episode badly. Yeah. Because I could barely see them touching each other. Yeah. Maybe once or twice they did. Yeah. He doesn't want to grab him too hard because he'll go. Oh, and right. He'll squeeze all the air out. <laughs> so that's what it was. <laughs> that's exactly what it was then. Because he couldn't touch him. Right. So therefore, it doesn't it, show up well. It looked to me like the Gudis, the Super Gudis suit was inflatable with uh, maybe a. Maybe a uh, a more latexy foam head. Here, here's the, this is the this is the exact picture I was thinking about. Oh God, I clicked on it. I think it got smaller. Oh, what the yeah. hell is that? <clears throat> but then, okay, here it is, right? So look, you can see it's like the inflated suit, right? Right, right. And there he is. And the guy standing. But the head okay. is even more inflated. I think the head is like latex or um, whatever they use. Um, yeah, well, latex for yeah, the, for a giant balloon. For no, what they usually use for monster heads. Nah, so that's it's probably. A, I'm not buying it. Lo looks. I good, mean, though. see again, the face is not on the actual outfit that the guy has to wear. You don't think? I don't think so at all. I can't Even tell. if they do put it on there, they're not putting the full detail on there because the thing, like you said. It's just a giant balloon. Yeah, and it's it pretty looks nuts. like a giant, giant balloon. balloon. Yeah, it which does. is bad. It does. So, um, 
Jean is drawn towards the goodest hatching, of course, and she sets off across the desert. Um, Charlie and uh, Kim show up, and they're uh, trying to find Jack and Jean at that point. Right, right. And while they're fighting, somehow the Ultra... Well, Jack turns into Ultraman. Right, of course. I mean, that... I kind of figured that that's just going to happen eventually. Yeah, it tends to, <laughs> yes. It does tend to. Um, and he has a shield, which then gets sucked into the Gudas and becomes minor clip episode of all the different... Oh, yeah, he gets he gets sucked into the cl- he gets sucked into the Gudas, that's right. Yeah. And he's fighting the phantoms of battles all from the ba- before. past battles. And you're right. sitting there going, okay... You can either show a clip episode. That's, that's the most he moves, though. He moves, you know, no, I know. Most I know. of his fighting is not that fast. No, 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 <laughs> it's not at all. But again, th- th- like I said, this becomes basically a clip episode of what is that? The past five episodes. That's right. Had. But it's only that much. Uh, it's not much. I mean, it's not. It's not. That's the word I'm looking for. There isn't a lot of it. You know what I mean? Right, it's like, not overly done. It's done. Enough to build space into the episode because they didn't really have a lot in the episode. And then the Ultra decides to become a giant, which amazingly explodes the Goodus. Right out of... Well, it it blows through his head. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, you know... That was a pretty great shot. Like, just the top of the Goodus' head being blown apart as Ultraman shoots out of it. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll buy that. That was one (laughs) And then and Jean you know, shows up out of no place. Well, like you said, she was running toward the Gudas. Right, but suddenly she's cured. Well, of course she's cured because the Gudas is dead. But see, if she's running towards the Gudas and now she's near the Gudas, you can't say she came out of nowhere because she was intending on going in that yeah, but it just, just Suddenly she's like, hey guys, what's up? And you just, everybody's like, hooray! Yeah, and she's just not like, infected anymore. See, the one that it was. We won? Okay. (laughs) The one that always gets me is Jack. How he just kind of shows up two seconds later as a regular guy coming out of the corner going, Oh, hey, did I miss anything? Yeah. And you're like, really? That's like everything, you know, Clark Kent and Superman. (laughs) No, I know, I know. I don't have to like it, though. Yeah. There's a picture of, um, there's a picture of uh, Zoe Deschanel that somebody printed online. And it was like, Zoe Deschanel without glasses and bangs makes me see how no one knew Clark Kent was super. Oh, okay. Because she looks like a different person. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I, I enjoyed the episode. It was a nice close to the Gudis arc. Right, and I'm now I'm sort of wondering if this closes the Gudis arc completely. We still have six full episodes to go, mm-hmm. or even seven full episodes to go. Mm-hmm. You're gonna build up a whole new monster and get it destroyed inside of seven episodes. No, they built up a whole new monster, got it destroyed in inside episodes. of six. They're sure. giving themselves a one episode cushion. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I actually like the design of the original Gudis a little bit more than Super Gudis. Eh, I, I give him that. I mean, I, I, I'm gonna because give him- it's more. It's just ookier looking. It's more tentacly and the, and the grabby face and the. See, I'm, I'm giving them they have to make it look bigger, better. No, it doesn't that's fine. Better, I'll give you that, but it's bigger and better. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I'll, I'll give you the, yes, it didn't look as good, but it was yeah. bigger and better. Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. I just, I'm just, it's a, it's a, um, it's an aesthetic choice. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, and here's, here's a shot of the Goodest Toys. 
These are they have Buddhist toys. Of course they do. Of course they do. Those are Japanese. Okay. There you go. Fair enough. Fair enough. And the, again, those colors weren't in the show itself. No. But that's okay. No, Let no. Let that go. That's fine. We're okay with that. We're okay with uh, that. So now, do you have any Monster Minute on the Super Goodis? Does it give that information, or is it, it just a regular Goodis? Uh, Super Goodis. Let's see. Height, 107 meters. Length, 154 meters. Right, because it's much longer than it is. Oh, here's there. the picture that you can see how super inflated it looks. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that is basically the same kind of face. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, so... Um, uh, let's see, uh, 346,000 tons. Well, you gotta He's a big monster. Big monster. <coughs> Absolutely. Oh, by the way, guys, if you heard that under my cough, I haven't eaten breakfast yet. <laughs> my stomach was <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> yeah, I haven't eaten breakfast yet. Yeah, well, as soon as, as soon as we get home. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, powers and weapons, the I beams. Energy absorption, yes. Uh, yeah, you absorb the whole shield of, of the uh, yep. Ultra. Fair enough. Heat resistance. Okay. And an energy bubble. It can encase... Oh, see, he did it. Oh, he did the energy Super bubble? Super Buddhist can encase enemies in a blue bubble of energy. Oh, and after I... doing that, he will absorb them. Oh, I thought that was the Ultra. Yeah, yeah see? I know. Okay. That's why we don't send you out to fight Super Goodis. <laughs> I wouldn't You're know. unprepared, Pat, obviously. <laughs> Obviously uh, unprepared. But yeah, um, one thing we did not get in this episode that we don't get in the next episode either is any sort of city destruction or any buildings. or No, and I, I was good with this episode and I was really good with the next episode, no city destruction. Yeah, these are cost-saving. Uh, well, not just that, but they're not necessary to be in a city. No. You know, the next one for It's definitely party. not. You, well, it's called it the Forest Guardian. Yeah, yeah, you don't want that. You don't want it to suddenly you're like downtown in the Forest District of Akibara. Yeah, you know, exactly. you're just like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, I know better. This is not. So, I mean, yes, it's cost saving, but it also makes sense inside the show itself. Yeah. Which I give them. Yeah. That they're thinking it through now. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, with the next episode, they actually started to think more of how to do the shots, which I very much like. Absolutely. There was a lot of nice miniature work involving small trees and whatnot. Exactly. And I like the... There's a lot of camera panning. Low. Around the trees. Yeah. Yeah, yeah low shots. Nice low shots. And it looks very good. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. looks very I mean, good. You want to take a break and we'll get into the next episode? Sure, let's do that. We'll be right back in one moment. To rush the 10 seconds, I'm telling him, slow down, slow down, slow down. <laughs> we have to get our little bit in there. Yeah, we need some, Casey needs an edit point. Oh my goodness. All right, we are back with the Forest Guardian, episode 7 of Ultraman Towards the Future, or Ultraman Great, depending on where you live. Um, let's see, everything seemed like a typical day in a forest in the Australian outback. Right, and you see the locals are saying that the new road that they are building, because right. they have to build new roads, right. is actually hurting an original, virginal forest. Mm. Which, okay, I understand that. Right. You know, you want to keep some of your original stuff, not that much in the United States has been kept, but that's beside right. the point. You want to keep some of the original forest if you can. Sure. Police don't care. 
they're told this is where the road's going, and I gotta put the road there. Okay. Speaking of, we forgot to mention that, of course, in the last episode, the general gets um, the general gets his comeuppance. Oh, absolutely! Because he wants to use nuclear weapons, and uh, I remember one. Oh yeah, he was like, "This is it. I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna nuke the Gudis. Um, This is you know, and okay. that's how. Um, that's how. Um, I don't remember the guys. Who's the narrator? Who's Arthur? Arthur, Arthur um, says to, uh, oh, he's going to use uh, enough nuclear weapons to wipe out the Australian continent completely. And the, the toady guy is like, <gasps> and he goes away and Arthur's like, winks at the other, at Lloyd, like, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see if that little tidbit of fake information. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, I like that. Oh, and it was nice to see. It looks like Gene, uh, Kim, and Charlie are uh, a little couple at the end yes, of the last episode. Yes, they're starting to become yeah. closer together. Yes, yes. And who knows if that actually pans out? But we'll find we'll out. Never know. Um, so, okay, so the <coughs> they come across a a giant slug-looking monster. Yeah, kind of an elephant. Wouldn't you think? He's got, the, he's got the little trunky thing going on. I thought it looked like a slug. Okay. With a little, you know, I'll give you the trunky thing, but yeah. it looked more like a slug than anything else. All right. But that's but, fine. Um, they, uh, they come across a guy who's sitting on a log, and they're like, what happened? He's like, I lost my bulldozer. Yes. <laughs> and they kind of wonder, how do you lose a 45-ton yeah, exactly. bulldozer? Exactly. Okay. So, Gazebo is the name of the monster. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. He appears and scares off several uh, civilians and leaves a small girl named Jenny missing. Uh, Yuma and the local authorities start looking around, um, and one of the Hummers is found by Gazebo, and it knocks uh, Lloyd and Kim out of the sky. Okay. Um, by the way, Lloyd may not be much of an actor, but that dude is ripped. Oh, he is very strong. Holy He's not holy. a guy you want to get in a fight with at no. all. No. Not at He's all. He's just, just guns out, guns out, baby. Oh, yeah. God, yes. Holy oh, mackerel. Yes. I was like, wow. <laughs> and Jack Shindo's in really good shape, too. You don't realize yeah, you it. You don't then, realize it under until the suit. this episode. Yeah, they, under the suit that they put him in. Yeah. You don't see it. Well, it's they, the early 90s. Everything's baggy. Yeah. yeah, but now like, we get to see Kim in like a bare midriff outfit. Exactly, which right? is very nice. Nothing wrong with that. Everything's real high waisted. There's an ep- one of these two episodes as a shot where Arthur stands up, and I swear his belt is directly under his nipple. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, the yeah. pants are so high. Yeah, right? and that's the early '90s, which for some reason is coming back. I now. don't. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like, like this high waisted nonsense. And I sit there going, you know, you really. Sorry about that. Well, way to go, Pat. Yeah. Sorry, kill the plot. You know, you look around and go, yeah, you'd really look cool if that belt wasn't so very far up. And also very thin. Thin belts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thin belts. All very thin. So, uh, the search goes on until dusk without any sign of Jenny, and Gazebo proved to Yuma to be a major obstacle in the rescue operation. Um, now, um... Lloyd and Kim find a fungus, like these fungal spores, um, or these like, they look like mushrooms. Um, yeah, they were supposed they, to be mushrooms, because yeah. Kim says she's going to make a mushroom, mushroom bomb bombs, that's right. out of it. So they shoot these spores up at um, Gazebo that make him retreat. 
Right, and then you'll also find out that Gazebo is able to shoot out some sort of acid that eats through all the metals that they yeah, have. Yeah, because their guns cool. and their everything, their communicators, that was a really neat... I like that. That was how a they neat did. effect, yeah. That was really yeah, cool. I don't know what kind of bubbly stuff they used, but it was a very, very cool I effect. would assume they cast now this is <coughs> this is possible. Go ahead, behind I would scenes. assume they cast the guns out of the re- those guns in particular out of like a resin of sort of thing. Um Well the normal ones would be resin, but right. the um the ones that they destroyed I would assume are uh, those uh, those cornstarch packing peanuts kind of so okay. you make a mold out of it right and then once you put water on it it just just falls right down yeah okay. I could see that yeah I could see that that'd be that'd be my guess right. um so uh, we see gl- gl- uh, glimpses of Jenny at this point and she's sort of pursuing yeah pursuing the uh, what I believe is an Aboriginal boy yes um, yes. Who is leaving her food. Right. He's just kind of someone that lives in the forest, which right. you would obviously think to be Aboriginal. Right, right, right. Um, so, uh, during uh, another confrontation with Gazebo, Jenny was found, and Yuma flies back, uh, fled back to the cave so they could think about their next move. Uh, Jack distracts Gazebo long enough because he's got metal. That's why Gazebo's going after him. He has right, metal. he's got the metal pendant, which right. is what turns him into Ultraman. And you're sitting there going, okay, I don't know how this works, but I'm pretty sure knowing this show that if that thing dissolves, he can't become Ultraman, right. and therefore the show is going to end. That's right. <laughs> Nobody has an episode episodes left. This. <laughs> here's, here's what bothers me about that. Gene Echo, take off your earrings. They are very metal earrings. Yes, yes, indeed. Very, very metal. Earrings. I was like, "Hey, hey, continuity, but you guys." I go with the his pendant is bigger than her earrings. Well, sure, by a little bit. Sure. So you go after the more metal. Yeah. All, All right. right. Fine, 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 fine. Um, what happens if somebody's got a plate in their like screws in their leg or something? I don't know, but yeah, that's a good question. You know, these very, guys very are rough and tumble action people. This could happen. It could. It could. This could happen. Oh, good lord. Um, now, uh, at this point, Charlie has taken the police chief uh, on a Hummer ride. Right. And is uh, making him uh, violently ill. Right, and he, he's just driving all over the place because he knows it's going to make the chief. It's not a Hummer, though. He's in a plane. Yeah, they're called Hummers. The planes are Hummers? Yeah. I missed that part. Yes, the, the fight, those fighter jets are called Hummers. Okay. Yeah, I missed that. The Hummer-looking vehicle is called a Saltop. Okay. (laughs) That makes no sense, but... No, of course not. Why would it? I don't think the Hummer, as in Humvee, was in actual use in 1990. It was. Okay. It would be right around that same time. Okay, well, it wasn't a common parlance, I don't think. No, 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 no. Definitely not. Yeah. Certainly didn't see them running around... um, Running around regular streets, but uh, and then uh, hey, did you notice you don't see those very much anymore? Really? Driving around, the like, remember there was a period where like Hummers were everywhere. Oh yeah, but then when the uh, 2008 mini crash hit, yeah. and all of a sudden gas went to four dollars a gallon or yeah. five dollars a gallon, yeah. everybody said, "Oh my God, I can't have something that goes gets nine miles to the gallon right. as a regular car that for no reason." And everybody got rid of them. Exactly. You know, there's a few of them around still. Yeah. You know, you got to have money to have one of those stuff. Oh, sure. 
Oh, sure. I mean, you had to have money then. Once gas went sky high, they realized, oh, I can't even keep this thing. Yeah, this is ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, you know, I did a little look at it, and they, uh, they came out in 1984. Yeah, but that was for military use. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, civilian... Oh, civilian sales, okay. Yeah, Schwarzenegger was one of the first ones to actually buy one. He said, I'll buy one if you transform it so I can actually use it. And they said, okay. They want to make it street legal. Yeah. They did about three things so it made it street legal. I got to drive around with my maid. But, uh, God. Um, doesn't say when that was, though, unfortunately. Thanks a lot, Wikipedia. Ah, they'd give us enough. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. <laughs> Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Exactly. <clears throat> so now Jack runs into the forest sure. to get the monster to chase after him, trying to go after the metal on his pendant. Becomes Ultra. And this is now, like you said, and we commented on it, this is where they use the Force perspective. Mm, very, very well. well. Absolutely. And you're getting seven episodes in, and they're getting much better at it. Mm-hmm. The trees in front of the fight and the low look angle really that good. they use are excellent. There's a shot where he gets, where uh, Ultraman gets knocked into the, uh, like, into a pile of what looks like junipers. Yeah. And it looks like big trees. It looks very looks much great. Like really like, same time, like, you got hit, like, you got punched into a, like, a, um... A little forest grove. Yeah, like, a oh, with the pine barrens. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they are, you, you know... Like you said, this show is probably six or seven years after the most recent Ultra... Something like that? No longer than that. Most recent Ultra was Ultraman 80 at that point. So it would be 10 years. Yeah. And they didn't really get many people from Super Aya to come down. No, apparently not. So they're learning on the fly, and they're doing it well. Yes. It's seven episodes in, and it went from really bad screenshot of him in what's an obvious top-level scene. Again, I now that I've seen two um, top level down, I can agree with that the top level down does not work. Right. And now they're using low perspectives and stuff in front to show mm-hmm. you the size differences mm-hmm. and all that. It's very well done. Yeah. And they're learning it quickly on the fly, mm-hmm. which I really do give them. Mm-hmm. And then our Ultra shoots the monster, or shoves the monster into a cave, yeah, shoots the opening, and traps it. Yeah, so they yeah, the, that way it'll go back to sleep. Um, and if anything happens to the forest again, he, it'll wake up. Oh, okay, fair enough. Sure, sure, sure. I wonder if the, you know, what you gotta wonder is, did they have some sort of, uh, maybe a... Um, Backstory involving those spores, like the monster was placed here and like to guard this area, but it can't get out past the spores and and they were just like, yeah, we're scrapping this. Got to make mushroom bombs. Like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not. You got to figure if the monster is from the forest. Yeah, the forest doesn't like mushrooms. Period. No forest likes mushrooms. Okay, because they're fungi. Right, and. Just figure he doesn't like it because if he breathes it in, he knows it's going to hurt him. All right. Okay. So that's where I went with it. You know, I went with the easy kind of a answer to my own craziness. <laughs> really admit. So, yeah, we're getting a lot of mushrooms around here. They planted all the planted. They laid down a bunch of uh, 
mulch. Yep, that'll do it. And yeah. then it has mushrooms. I got mushrooms in, in my thing. There's mushrooms all yeah. over the place. It's it, crazy. It, spores fly. Yeah. They do very well. Crazy, crazy. We're starting to see some mushrooms in our area. And then yeah. we got to tell Trish we got to. Be, be careful. Don't. You got to be careful with Smurfs. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, well, over, they're everywhere. They my get younger stuff. one wanted to actually eat one of them. I'm like, let's find out that it's not poisonous first, please. Or psychedelic. Well, we don't need that either. No, I don't need either one, but let's find out what kind of... I don't need Zachary on the couch going, have you ever just looked at your hand? You know, like... <laughs> Look oh, at the oh, oh my God! Uh, oh God! Why is Pepper? Pepper, I've never heard you speak to me before. <laughs> yeah, so we're and trying you're to saying you need to handle your high. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I thought that was a very good episode. Right, and I'm now looking forward to how they're going to learn from this shot of the fight. Going forward, what else is going? Are yeah. they going to put more stuff in front of the screen to show more perspective and that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. And um, then our episode eight, next episode is Bitter Harvest. Oh yes. And then episode nine is the Biospherians, and I had to write that down twice Ooh, because I kept writing it down. Wrong. Exciting. Yeah. So uh, Bitter Harvest, I'm kind of thinking, eh, all right, it's going to be a decent title, right? Biospherians, like you said, that's very science fiction. Yes. <laughs> Um, Gazebo's Monster Minute, um, he's got acidic gas resistant, um, he is strong, capable of knocking down the likes of Ultraman Great in a few swipes. Right. Gazebo shoots fire in the SNES, uh, Nintendo Ultraman towards the future game. Uh, oh, I didn't even remember yet. that that was a game. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's one of the few monsters with elephant-like appearances, the other being, uh, Sarton. Zerzula, sure, and Tigan. Uh, Gazebo is one of the only monsters not to die in the series, right? Because you put him in the cave and right. let him go back to sleep, right? Uh, he's the second monster whose life was spared by Ultraman Great, and alongside Tajunga, Gazebo's name is changed in the SNES game. Uh, in this case, to Zikobon. Do you think they changed the name just so they didn't have to actually pay for the rights? No, I think they changed the name because it would. The word gazebo in English is not particularly terrifying. Oh, that's true. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. He's going to fight garden equipment? What? <laughs> I'm going to fight a small wooden structure that is used as a band shell in the summer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right, fair enough. be honest with you, the only time I ever found a gazebo terrifying is when I went out with my girlfriend. We were at a wedding or something. We were like, oh, it's got the gazebo and canoodle. So we go out there and it's really nice and the lights all come on and the entire inside top of the gazebo is chock full of spiders. Oh, oh my god, god no. dude. Yeah, oh god. Oh, <laughs> I, oh, Looking I back left, on it, he's I left DVDs. skid marks I ran so fast out of there. It was <laughs> awful. It was awful. A um, little bit of Ultraman news. Yeah, thank you. Uh, American-Japanese co-production anime, Ultraman USA, gets its first Blu-ray release. Oh, um, really? And its English edition, Ultraman, The Adventure Begins, will also be included on the disc. Okay. Subaru announced today, well, announced on May 31st, that a Blu-ray disc of Ultraman USA, its co-production anime film with Hanna-Barbera Productions in okay. 1987, will be released September 26, 2018. Um... 
The film was inspired by the concept of Subaru's long-running Ultraman Tokusatsu franchise, but its story was set in the United States and features three American protagonists who transform into Ultraman Scott, Ultraman Chuck, and oh, Ultraman Beth. Oh, God, no. Yes, sir. Okay. Mitsuo Kusakabe from Kirby Right Back At You served as director. Under the title The Ultraman The Adventure Begins, its English dub version was first aired in the U.S. in October 87. Then its Japanese dub was screened as part of the Ultraman Festival event with two episodes of Ultraman and Ultraman Ace in April 1989. Okay. Um, a short introduction anime footage of Ultraman Kid was also attached to the beginning of each episode. Uh, it was released previously on VHS in September 89, then Laserdisc in July of 91. I miss Laserdiscs. But has um, no DVD or Blu-ray uh, has been released officially. Okay. The film's original 35mm film was digitally remastered in high vision resolution for the Blu-ray, and both the 75-minute Japanese and 78-minute English versions are included. Why would it be longer in English than in Japanese? <clears throat> I don't know. Okay. Um, I expect you to take a look. <laughs> in, addition, in addition, as bonus content, the Ultraman Kid anime footage used in the Ultraman Festival comes as bonus content. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Not bad. Not bad. Um, the price is 7,800 yen. Which is? About $72. Okay. Uh, which means, I wish they would release it here. That's what I'm getting at. Because criminy, I'm not paying that kind of money. Now, 70 bucks for one DVD, Blu-ray, yeah, too much. Yeah, nah, that, that, that's... I mean, I, I'm, I, I've gone for all the different $30 Blu-rays that I can find that I can't really... Even at $30, them. I'm like, for crying out loud, it's, it's one movie! I know, I know, but it's all the movies the kids want to see, so I yeah. don't argue loudly. Yeah, unfortunately, my kid doesn't have... Uh, he's not pushy about that right now. And, oh, uh, my kids are. I Oh, yes, that's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do what you must. At least, you at least wrote, enrolled in the best boy. The best boy. Best buy thing. Yeah, you're in film, right? You're the best boy. Um, yeah, the best buy rewards thing. No, I have to enroll in you that. We're, we're that's where you're in buying. Oh, you have it. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that works too. Yeah. But yeah, so um, that's it for another episode of the Science Patrol. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Spread the word as much as you can. Tell all your friends about it. Um, rate, review, and subscribe. That is five correct. We're, we're cool like that. Yeah, we're worth it. And if you're enjoying what you hear, and why wouldn't you be spread the word, okay? Um, and that's about it. Uh, we're available, of course, on uh, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and all the places you would get your normal podcast fix. Sally Forth. Everybody. Sally Forth, everybody. Music for this podcast was provided by Terminal Sunburn. TerminalSunburn.bandcamp.com Contact the Science Patrol on Twitter at Ultraman Podcast. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Search Science Patrol or Ultraman Podcast and we'll add you. The Science Patrol is available on iTunes at ultramanpodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure you subscribe and tell your friends. I'm Barbara Rossi. The Science Patrol is a Faces for Radio production.